I would say after the LaTeX game, it was just an exhibition game, but I had missed like six free throws. And, you know, ever since then, I was just watching film on just my balance and stuff. And, um, you know, eventually me and Coach Wade just got together and we just like, you know, we just gonna work together on free throws after practice every day. So, you know, we shoot 50 free throws and, you know, just have to end with making nine out of 10. So everyone matters then. So, you know, I feel like that's definitely helped me, you know, to this point. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Boot Up, the LSU Basketball Podcast. I'm Cody Worsham, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics. Glad you could be with us today. Got a very special edition of the show for you. Sat down for about a 15-minute conversation with LSU freshman forward Trenton Watford. This interview took place last week after LSU knocked off Arkansas at home to improve to 2-0 in the conference. They've won two more games since then, Trendon was fantastic in that Arkansas game. He was fantastic again last night as LSU went on the road and beat Texas A&M to improve to 4-0 and on the conference. LSU hasn't lost a game in two seasons on the road in the SEC, which is one of the best accomplishments in college basketball, if you ask me. It's really hard to win on the road anywhere, especially in a league with as much parity as the SEC. And uh, Trendon was a big part of that last night. I believe he finished with 19 points, 11 rebounds. Six assists, and he's really coming into his own. Um, I will do some more analysis of this team in the coming weeks with some more episodes. Today, I'm going to stick with just the interview with Trendon. And some of you may be like me, where you're so caught up in football that uh, basketball hasn't quite gotten the attention that you normally give it. Uh, I, I regret that. I wish there was something I could do about it, but I have a lot of responsibilities with football, especially during football season, and especially when the team is having the success that they've had. So um, I, I've tried to give as much attention to basketball as I could. Um, you've heard me talk about that on this podcast if you've been listening. If you haven't been listening and you're just joining in uh, to listen to this podcast and kind of getting back into basketball mode, welcome. Uh, I'm excited about this basketball season. This team is is really good. They're 4-0 in the conference. They've won a couple games that maybe they shouldn't have won, if you look at it just statistically or maybe the way the game felt. Um, the the, the game-winning shot that, that Skyler hit the other night was phenomenal against uh, against Mississippi State. Maybe that's a game that LSU, quote-unquote, shouldn't have won by the metrics, by some of the numbers. But if you remember, Will Wade talked in the build-up to the, the conference play, and I believe we played this on the show. In fact, we did play it on the show. He talked about the fact that LSU lost a couple games in the non-conference that they felt they should have won with USC and Utah State, and he hoped that would even out. Well, it's starting to even out. I don't know if LSU's won two games that they shouldn't have won, but they were, I don't want to say fortunate, but things went their way in the right way to beat Mississippi State. Um, I thought they outplayed Arkansas to win that game, but they needed some late heroics from Trenton to, to win that game as well. But things are starting to even out there. So uh, it's good to see the team's playing well. Um, they're doing some things uh, really well to help them win. They still have a lot of work to do, though, uh, not only in terms of taking care of the conference late as, as the schedule gets tougher and tougher as conference goes on, um, but they also have some some things to improve within themselves. So we'll talk about all that. We'll break that down. I've got some plans. I've got some people that I want to bring on the show. I plan to do some more player interviews. I have one with Emmett Williams in my back pocket that I'm, uh, I'm going to use in a future episode. So I've got plenty of basketball coming your way. I'm going to hit it hard, I promise. Uh, now that football's done and that's in the rearview mirror, I'm jumping straight into basketball. Full steam ahead. You, you guys have an expectation for me, those that have been listening for a while. Uh, of the type of, of basketball coverage that I'm going to do. I uh, hope to meet or exceed those expectations coming up. So, again, thanks for your patience. If you've been waiting for more episodes, um, there will be more episodes coming, I promise. At least one a week, maybe two, one week's where it makes sense. So, 
I'm excited about that. And again, if you're new to the show, uh, if you're just coming over from football, if uh, if you've been caught up in football or you've never really listened to this podcast before, um, welcome and I'm excited about what's coming ahead. So let's go ahead and get to the interview with Trenton Wadford. Really good conversation. Trenton's a, a real sharp guy, uh, just as good of an interviewer as he is, or an interviewee, I guess, as he is a basketball player. And a good conversation with Trenton. We get into some of his history and, and how he became as good as he is. And uh, I kind of gave him some some stick because, look, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that someone can be that tall and that skilled and that talented. If you're that tall, you should just be not very skilled. Like, you should just be able to play around the rim, in my opinion. As a guy who played the game and was not tall uh, and not particularly skilled either, but I, I tried to emphasize the skill more in my personal game being six foot tall. I, I thought that might be necessary. And then I see guys that are 6'10", like Trenton, who can step out and shoot threes, and they can handle it on the on the fast break, and they can go put up 19, 11, and 6 in the SEC, and it just makes me a little jealous. So uh, we talk about that with Trenton. We talk about his uh, his history growing up as a Lakers fan and what it was like to play in the Staples Center uh, where Kobe Bryant, his idol, played and where his favorite team played growing up. So lots of good stuff with Trenton. Let's go ahead and throw to that interview. Again, I'll be back. Uh, LSU's 4-0 in the conference. There's lots of talk basketball-wise. Uh, but we're going to stick with just the interview for today. Uh, allow me some time to dig into the film, uh, learn a little bit more about this team than I know just from the, the few games that I've been able to catch in, in full. And uh, and I'll be back with uh, with much more in-depth takes on this team and conversations about this team. So uh, again, here, without further ado, is that interview with LSU freshman forward, Trenton Watford. All right. Uh, good to sit down for a few minutes with LSU freshman forward, Trenton Watford. Uh, Trenton, we picked a good time to do this interview. I guess credit to Caleb for setting this up, but you had a pretty good game last night would you say that's the best game that you've played so far 21 points or was it nine rebounds a couple big buckets late there against Arkansas is that the best game of your career so far oh yeah I think I think you know that's definitely one of the best ones I've had what do you think is has happened for you these last few games where you started to to round that corner Uh, obviously you have all the talent in the world 6'10 you can handle it you can shoot it you can drive it but it seems like these last couple games in particular you're starting to get really comfortable. What's happened in that time where you're you're starting to find that comfort? Well, just getting more comfortable with the game. You know, I feel like I feel like the game just got a little slower for me. You know, early on it was a pretty fast-paced game. You know, I had to master physicality, but you know, I feel like just watching film, watching film with coach um, with coach Hire, it's helped me out a lot. So I feel like you know that's definitely you know a big reason why you know I'm just starting to you know be consistent with it. So one of the things that you know when I watch you play, I kind of think to myself, it's not fair. Like it's not fair that you're that big. And that skill, like you shouldn't be able to have both, in my opinion. Because when I played, like I wasn't as big, obviously, and I wasn't as skilled either. But you know, it's just not fair. I, I don't think you should be that big and that talented. But which came first? Was it the size or was it the talent that came first for you? The size, the size, definitely. Yeah, I've always pretty much been like pretty much tall. So um, you know, and I've always just worked, just worked on my perimeter game a lot. You know, like coming up, my dad used to never let me like really play in the post. He just used to always like let me play. On, I mean, allow me to play on perimeter. So. I would say they pretty much just helped me all the way until, you know, until I just started playing on the post. And then, you know, both of those just kind of mixed together. When you talk about being a big kid, like, put it in perspective for me. Were you always, like, the tallest kid in your class? Like, were you – was it one of those things where you kind of naturally gravitated toward basketball? I know your brother played, Mm -hmm. but did you dabble in other sports? What was kind of your athletic career like coming up? Uh, No, I've always wanted to play basketball, but, you know, just always being the biggest – always being the biggest kid in the classroom – you know, everybody, everybody, you know, eventually is going to say, you know, I know you play basketball, I know you play football, but it was basketball for me because I was just always following my brother around, you know, just as a young kid, just always being behind him. So, you know, I would just say that was, that was pretty much the reason. So a lot of people know this, but some don't, that your brother was a very good basketball player, played in Indiana, 
uh, hit that famous shot in Assembly Hall against Kentucky. What are your memories of just kind of his career? What's the age gap there? I know he's, he's a big influence on you. I see him at all the games and everything, but um, just what's your relationship like with him and, and as he was growing up, being an elite player and kind of how you followed in his footsteps? Well, our relationship was very strong. You know, he's living out here now. So, you know, just, you know, when he was coming up, I was just always around him, AAU, high school, college, you know, even if he was even if, when he was playing in the pros. So, you know, I was just always been around him, just been watching him play. So, you know, it's definitely helped me, you know, to this point. So, you know, just being around him in college, you know, atmospheres like yesterday, you know, I've always just been around it. So, you know, it definitely helped me. When you're, when you're watching him play and come up and he's playing in big games, um, do you feel like that's helped you most from like the mental side where when you're in a big moment like yesterday, yeah. it doesn't seem too big? Or is it something where you kind of knew like, okay, this is what it takes training wise, like mm -hmm. physically to get there? How did it, which ways did it help you the most? Oh, it's just helped me, you know, to just keep calm. You know, I've always just, you know, I've, I've seen him play, you know, just seen him play in atmospheres like that. So, you know, it's just always helped me. And, um, you know, just playing early, just playing early in the college career, like in just sold out arenas against like VCU and stuff. You know, I would say that was pretty much the that was pretty much the first time where it was like, you know, like it's real, like it's actually, you know, college basketball. So, you know, that's definitely helped me. How old were you when you realized you had a shot, not just to be, you know, a good basketball player, like the best kid in your class or whatever, but like, okay, like the biggest schools in the country are coming after me. I'm going to be a five-star kid. At what point did it kind of turn for you where you knew you were going to be that kind of talent? Well, I would say, I would say my eighth grade, my eighth grade year, eighth grade summer, you know, I, I started going to like, you know, pretty much national camps and stuff. So it was a lot of like scouts looking at me and stuff. And then, you know, I just started getting recognized by college coaches and stuff then. So I was pretty much say my eighth grade year. What's like the, the biggest thing you've overcome, biggest obstacle? A guy as talented as you mm -hmm. with the size that you've had, I think there might be a perception like, oh, he's just so naturally gifted. But you've obviously worked hard to get where you are, and I'm yeah. sure there's some things you've had to overcome. What are the biggest challenges, biggest hurdles you've had to overcome in your career? Uh, one of the biggest hurdles that I probably had to overcome that pretty much changed my basketball career is when I, um, I think it was my 10th grade year, I got cut from the USA national team. And, um, you know, I would pretty much say that was the biggest, like, obstacle that I had to overcome. You know, just I, worked, I had worked so hard to just try to make the team, and then I ended up getting cut. But... You know, to put everything in perspective, you know, you just got to always work harder and, uh, you know, just, just believe in yourself. So, How have you transformed since then? Did you attack certain aspects of your game? Did you work on your body? What were the biggest things you learned from that? Oh, uh, then I, after that, you know, I just started, I just started working hard, just staying in the gym a lot and uh, just staying, working out with my brother a lot. And then, you know, that, that next year after that, I just started changing my body and just working on my body a lot. So that was pretty much it. Uh, I think it's safe to say that you uh, you work and you work out in an interesting locker room with some interesting guys, some big personalities. Uh, Emmett, who was just walking by, yeah. Darius, there's some big personalities in there. How, how do you kind of fit into that mold? Are you more of a laid-back guy? Do you like to get in there and mix it up with them? How do you kind of fit personality-wise with this team? Oh, we all fit. We all fit good. You know, I feel like you know they've when when I got here, they welcomed me with open arms. You know, I had already had a close relationship with Amy Williams, Devontae Smart, Darius Day, so. You know, all of us pretty much jailed together pretty good, and, uh, you know, all of us are just as close as we're just like brothers now. So, What was your, like, welcome to college moment, like the, the moment where you realized, okay, this isn't high school basketball anymore, yeah. or maybe it was in the summer with Greg Golden working you out, or maybe it was Will Wade making you run sprints or something. What was kind of that moment for you? Uh, I would say, you know, just going against, I would probably say going against Darius Days and Emmett Williams a lot. You know, I was always on the opposite team, other, opposite team than them, so... You know, just having to box them out of stuff, you know, sort of gave me a welcome to college, you know, welcome to college, you know, just welcome. So just being from that, just just them boxing me out and them just, you know, pushing me around when I got here, you know, it was just it was just a welcome to college experience. So 
how is so far your experience at LSU measured up to expectations? I know you come in high expectations for yourself personally, mm-hmm. high expectations for the team, but also just the, the experience, the going to classes yeah. and being around students, going yeah. to football games. How is that kind of measured up to what you expected? What's been different? What's been kind of what you expected? Oh, it was more than I expected. Um, you know, I'm loving it here. Um, you know, obviously the football team's having a great year, so you know, it's a lot of hype around campus. And uh, I just met, I've met great people, you know, since I've been here. So, you know, I would just say it's definitely been a great experience. Getting to play with, with Darius and Emmett, I think y'all have a very unique lineup because mm-hmm. Darius is almost like a four man and yeah. Emmett's kind of like a four or five. You're mm-hmm. kind of a guy that can play all across. But y'all can play this big lineup. It's big in terms of size, mm-hmm. but there's still all the skill there of a, of a smaller lineup. How mm-hmm. much fun is that to play in? Yeah. What challenges does it pose? What opportunities does it present? Oh, it's definitely fun playing with them. You know, we're a big lineup, 6'9", 6'7", 6'5", 6'6". So, you know, I think, you know, I think that's definitely an advantage to us, you know, obviously. We're doing, you know, we're doing good on the glass, so that's definitely an advantage for us, you know, just being big across the line. So it definitely helps us, and um, you know, we just all love playing with each other. Let's talk about free throw shooting because we we talked about it last yeah. night at the at the press conference, and obviously that's been a big part of your last two games. I think you're like 12 of your last 14. Um, you're you're a good shooter. I mean, we can all see that. You can you can knock down shots, but there was that time early in the season where you're probably shooting, I don't know, below 60% or something. Uh, at what point did you think to yourself, all right, I need to work on this and this is something I need to dedicate to it? How have you gotten from that point where you were struggling at the line to where you are now where you're making big free throws and big moments? Um, I, would say, I would say after the La Tech game, it was just an exhibition game, but I had missed like six free throws. and You know, ever since then, I was just watching film on just my balance and stuff. And... Um, you know, eventually me and Coach Wade just got together and we just like, you know, we just want to work together on free throws after practice every day. So, you know, we shoot 50 free throws and, you know, just have to end with making nine out of 10. So everyone matters then. So, you know, I feel like that's definitely helped me, you know, to this point. Will was talking about it last night. He said that, you know, at first when you were first doing it, it would take a little while. And then now it's almost surprising when you don't make that 22 out of 25, that nine out of 10. You remember some of those early days being yeah, in there definitely. a little bit longer? How long? Like, what was like the longest you were in there for? Um, I don't know. It was just it. It, it was times that everybody, everybody would be at the gym. And me and him was just still in there. Me and him just still in there trying to, you know, just correct it and make free throws. But um, yeah, it was definitely it, it was definitely a hard time. You know, earlier in the year, just trying to correct it, and um, you know, I think you know now, you know now is just about there. So, do you think like what's helped most is just the physical repetition of? working it so many times, or did you develop a routine? Did yeah. you develop something that made you more comfortable at the mm-hmm. line? How did you kind of turn that corner? I, I changed my routine. If you, if, you look, if you look earlier in the year, I was doing, the, you know, my feet were not, not so spread it out apart, and then I didn't lean back and then rock into it. But um, it's definitely, you know, I definitely changed my routine. I, I took my time, you know, just start taking my time at the line even more. So I feel like it's definitely helped me just, you know, just calm down and just knock them in. How did you develop that routine? I remember being like a kid. And the way that I would shoot free throws, I'd just watch somebody like, yeah. I was a big J.J. Reddick fan, so yeah. i try to shoot it like J.J. Reddick. Or, you know, if I, if I was in a slump, I'd try to mimic somebody else. Did yeah. you mimic someone? Did you come up with something that just made you comfortable? How did you kind of develop that routine? Yeah, if you, if you, if you look, if you, you know, focus at, look at what I do, uh, I lean back and I'll sort of rock into it. And I get that from LeBron, but, you know, he, he does it. And, uh, you know, it was just one day I was just doing it, and I, I just noticed I started making free throws. My balance was, you know, my balance was just good, so... You know, I would say I got that from him, and, uh, you know, it's definitely him. Are you a LeBron guy? Is that, like, your guy? I mean, I, I know no. you guys idolize a lot of different <laughs> players, but, like, who's your guy? Are you, like, a LeBron guy, Kobe guy? No, I'm a Kobe guy. So that's right. You're a pretty Lakers much fan, every right? Game, yeah, pretty much every game I'm wearing Kobe's in. I broke, actually, a pair broke last night. 
the first pair I was wearing in the first half ended up breaking, so I had to change them at halftime. When did you become a Lakers fan? Is that something that started when you were young? Yeah, uh, me and my dad has just always been a Lakers fan, you know, ever since I was young. So I just always just have Kobe jerseys and stuff like that. What's like your first Kobe memory? Like the, the first game was like the 81 point game. I don't know how you old were. You nah, were I think it was the game. It, it was the game where they won, um, where they won the championship against Boston. And then I ended up, I ended up meeting Kobe, I think my ninth grade year in the summer. So yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much the real for me. What do you like about him? Because there's a lot of guys your age that yeah. that Kobe's almost like old school for them, which is yeah. crazy for me because he's, you know, Jordan feels old school to me, but there's so many guys your age that um, are LeBron guys or whoever. But what mm -hmm. about Kobe appeal to you? Uh, I just like his mentality. You know, he's obviously a great scorer, but he's a great competitor in everything he does. So, you know, I just like his mentality and uh, just how he, how he used to take over games and stuff like that. So how cool was it for you to play in Staples Center? And not only play in Staples Center, but yeah. you had a really good game in Staples mm -hmm. Center. What was... What was that day like? Like, take me into the locker room. Did you guys, like, see – I know it's a big facility, but did you see Lakers stuff? Was it kind of like yeah. a, a cool moment for you? Yeah, actually, when I when, when we walked in, you could see, like, all the Lakers pictures, Kobe's pictures and stuff. And we were actually in the, we were actually in the locker room, in the Lakers locker room. So, I think I, I sat in Anthony Davis' locker, and uh, Charles Manning sat right next to me in LeBron's locker because he's a huge <laughs> LeBron fan. So, you know, that was pretty surreal. And just walking out, you look up and you see, you know, the eight – Eight, no, eight jersey and a 24 jersey retired. So that was pretty, that was pretty, that was pretty crazy. And then to play as well as you did, I, I think mm -hmm. they showed your brother a couple of times sitting courtside. Yeah. He was fired up. I know you were, you were fired up. Y'all didn't get the win, and that's, mm -hmm. that's something that I'm sure um, y'all have learned from as a game y'all yeah. could have won. But just to have a good game in there, to play in there, what was that experience, like the game experience itself? Oh, it was crazy. You know, obviously it was a great game. It was a good, just a competitive game. And, um, you know, we definitely learned from it. You know, we ended up watching film the next day, and we just learned from our mistakes. But, uh it was just all around. It was just a great, great experience just to play on the Staples Center court. So, so in addition to the the fifty free throws or the 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 twenty five free throws, nine out of ten, you do some work with Taz after every practice, yeah. right? What, what are you working on with Taz, man? And how awesome is that to have a guy that when I mean, yeah. you look around this building, his his numbers, his stats uh -huh. are everywhere. One of the greatest players in LSU history. Yeah. To have him as a resource, what are y'all working on, and, and just how cool is that? Oh, we work on just finishing through contact. You know, we. We do five shots on the block, five shots just driving left down the seam, um, you know, just five shots on the other block and then driving right down the seam. So, you know, it's definitely like he's all he has a pad and a stick, so I got to finish his three contact. And um, yesterday, the first and one, that, that was just a representation of what I do every day with him after practice. So uh, I would definitely say it's paying off and um, it's just great working with him. So what's next for you in terms of your individual mm -hmm. development? You've, you've got the free throws down, yep. it seems like. I know you want to build on that. Um, you've been rebounding well. You've been scoring well. Mm -hmm. What do you want to? What are, what are your focuses on your game right now? Where are you trying to improve? Uh, just being mentally locked in. You know, before SEC play started, me and Coach Wade just talked about. You know, that was the biggest thing. He, you know, that's what he challenged me to do: just be mentally locked in, and um, just dial in. You know, as hard as I can for every game, just before every game, and just my mental preparation. I would say that's my biggest thing, and uh, just trying to stay consistent. From a team perspective, you walk into a program that won an SEC championship mm -hmm. last year. You guys are off to a two and zero start. You've got a taste mm -hmm. of SEC play now. Um, where does the team need to go from here? I know y'all lost some games in the yeah. non-conference. So y'all went back. What's the next step for you guys as a team? Um, just coming here, you know. Just coming here, don't get complacent. You know, I would say, just starting off two and zero is a great start. And um, you know, we obviously got a lot of got a, got a lot of more games you know left to play. So I was just saying, you know, just stay consistent, stay hungry, and um, you know, just don't get complacent. All right, last one for you. This is a uh, off-topic question. Mm -hmm. I call it my Caleb question because he, he makes me ask everybody. Yeah. Give me your Space Jam team. I want you to build me your dream team. You're on the team, okay? 
you got to surround yourself with four NBA players. I'm Current, on the team? Yeah, you're on the team, and you got four teammates, NBA players. You can – anybody from past, present, whatever you want. Build your dream team built around you, and you guys got to play for the, the fate of the world. Uh, at point guard, I'm going – I'm going Michael Jordan. At shooting guard, I'm going Kobe. At small forward, I'm going me. Uh, at power forward, I'm going Kevin Durant. And at center, I'm going Shaq. That's, that's a pretty good team. I like yeah. you finishing with Shaq with the LSU guys. Yeah. All right, Trent, appreciate your time. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah.